Hello, and welcome back to the Exhaling Words podcast, the language podcast where I just talk for an indefinite period of time, and hopefully you just sit here and listen. For those of you who don't know, my name is Aaron, and I am your host for all time, your only host. It's just us. And the topic today is things you don't ask a woman. Um, that's actually just a really big euphemism for today. I want to talk about age. Something that's always kind of fascinated me on a very superficial level is how we talk about age. Now, what I mean by this is not, you know, how do we speak politely about age or what are the sociolinguistics about, you know, discussing age. I'm literally just saying, like, what phrases and constructions do we use in different languages to say, I am 29 years old? So, obviously, right there in English, we use the verb to be, and we say years old. But other languages have to have. Other languages speak more about their age. Um, And this is something I kind of want to look into. Like I said, this is kind of superficial. I'm not trying to create some sort of deep connection of how Thai is related to French or something. And I'm not trying to blow anybody's minds. I just think this is interesting. And I think it's interesting from two perspectives. One being... There are a lot of constructions that exist sort of cross-linguistically. You know, like, I have a relatively long list here in front of me, mostly languages I've studied or or, or sort of in the same area or Sprachbunde of the languages that I've studied. And for the most part, there's maybe like five different types or ways or constructions to do this. And I don't want to claim that like, you know, okay, well, this language has to have and that language has to have. And so they're related. That's not that's not the claim at all. But I just find it interesting to see that like there are limitations or there are clearly things that we as humans sort of lean towards when we're discussing age and the expressions around age. And then one of the other things that I really want to point out here is also the diversity within it, because there are a few examples here where some languages are just like, oh, like that's cool. And and sometimes it's in different ways. It's, you know, one Slavic language does things differently from other Slavic languages, or I think, although I'm not a specialist in these languages, but I think the Hindi-Urdu construction is somewhat similar to the Greek construction, and so I just want to sort of bring all this to light and let us think about it. If at the end of this episode you are sitting there going, I don't feel profoundly changed, well then that's fine, I did my job because I wasn't trying to profoundly change you. So please don't expect anything more than, hey, I think this is cool, guys. And, you know, me pushing up my glasses, (laughs) like, unheard. So, okay. So let's start with um, the first set of languages on my list are some Romance languages. And I think I put that there because these were the first languages that personally I studied. And I think they're also something that, like, most people are really common with. With age expressions, I think the two things that everybody thinks about, especially, you know, English speakers, is we have the English construction of, like, years old, which we'll get to in a minute. And then we have this idea of having. Um, So like in Spanish, we use tener. In Portuguese, we use ter. In French, we use avoir. And in Italian, use avere. Avere? Avere. I think the stress is on the A there. So that's not weird at all for most people because we've been exposed to it. And as somebody who speaks, you know, some of these languages now, it also feels weird to consider another way in those languages like i would never sit here and go yo soy i can't even say it yo soy 29 años vieja like it just it sounds 
so bad. Like, it even sounds worse than something that, like, a bad Spanish one student would ever say. Cause, because we learned this so early that, like, we all know, and, and I shouldn't say we all, because not everybody studies Spanish, but a lot of us know that you say, tengo, whatever, tengo 29 años. In French, you know, j'ai uh, ans, and so on and so forth. One thing that I did find interesting, because, so, I don't speak Italian particularly well or anything, it's mostly passive. While I I was doing some research for this to fill in the gaps in my knowledge, I double-checked the Italian to make sure there wasn't an expression outside of the expression with Avide. Apparently there is. I don't know how much this is, I just saw it on one website that they were talking about. Sometimes to be polite, older people or people speaking to older people, rather than asking somebody, like, what would it be, like, quantiani I or quantiani avete, avete, they'll ask you, di che uh, anno sei? Like, of what year are you, what year are you from? Meaning, like, what year were you born in? And so, I don't know, I guess somehow that's a little bit politer. Rather than making somebody, like, say, I'm 60, they can say, you know, I was born in, I'm really bad at math, but I was born in, I don't know, 1940. Actually, it would probably be 1960 now, because we're in 2021, isn't it? So, that's, you know, that's romance languages. I don't think that's really new for that many of us. The second sort of construction I want to talk about, or at least the second language family I want to talk about, is the construction that we hear in English, which is, you know, years old, to be years old. And we get this in German, um, you know, again, please don't judge my German, ich bin uh, 29 Jahre alt, I'm 29 years old, so saying, you know, sein, and then using Jahre alt. And this construction exists all over Germanic languages. Dutch does it, Swedish does it, Norwegian, Danish, Icelandic, they all do it. I'm assuming that um, Afrikaans does it, and, you know, some of the smaller German languages. So that's not particularly a weird one either. Now, I, I have other things in between, but something I want to move towards after that, thinking about years old, is... Some languages use like a special aged adjective that's often built around the word year that I find really interesting. So bear with me here because I, I, I grouped my list by language family. But so for example, there is a form in Persian. It's not the most common one, I think, in Iranian Persian, but it's very common in Tajik. And you could maybe parse some of the Iranian or the Afghan forms this way, depending on how it's pronounced and how people justify it, like what's going on in their head, but it's not how I would. And so from the word sol, or in Tajik, sol, sol means year, and then we'll put this a at the end, which is also, like, it's very, it's evocative of the past participle ending. It's, it's what you hear in past participles. And so you get this word sola. Which, you know, you hear this in Persian, that this is sort of a suffix to help, like, count or quantify things or create kind of adjectives, like past participles. And so you'll hear people say, like, like, bistunav sola hastam, saying sola being, like, aged or yeared. So it's not just saying this number of years, it's just saying I am 29 yeared or years or something. I, I, I don't know what to make it into English. But we also get this in other Iranian languages. So in Kurdish, we have an adjective, soli. Um, and in Pashto, to be honest, I'm not 100% sure how to parse this word. So the word, I believe it's pronounced kalan. Um, it's just kaf nun. 
And so, so the word for year in Pasho is kal, or kal. And so this clearly is related to year, and you use it with the verb to be. So you would say, you know, your age, and then you say kalanyam, um, like I am this adjective or whatever it is to mean aged. Um, so I would say this is very much a similar construction. But what I find interesting is that this isn't just a construction that's related to Iranian languages. We get this construction in other places too. So for example, um, in Armenian, from the word tari, which means a year, we get the word tarekan, which is kan is an, is, is an adjective suffix in Armenian. And so tarekan can also mean annually. It's just a general adjective that has to do with years, but we use it for age. And so you say, you know, like, I am however many, and you don't say years, you just say, I am my number, and then tarekan, and then the verb to be tarekanem, um, that you are this aged, this yeared, with this number in front of it. Similarly, I don't know if this is quite the same thing, but Albanian has a very specific adjective as well. They use the word vjeć, or vjeće for women. People translate this word to mean old. But the thing is that there's also, like, the adjective old is ivjetet. Like, there is another adjective for old. Um, and so having vjeć, like, is a very, it's an adjective specifically for saying age or aged. I just find this super interesting. Okay, stepping back from these sort of special forms, like these sort of forms that I find like, okay, this is maybe an adjective or something. I want to kind of step back and go back to language families, um, since we're talking about sort of the diversity of the construction. So I have here a, a header that says Slavic. And within Slavic, I have three different constructions. And it's funny because they didn't line up the way you would think. You know, oftentimes we think that Bulgarian and Macedonian are very similar, you know, and so they're going to have similar constructions. And, you know, Polish is closer usually to like Czech and Slovak. And so they're going to have similar constructions. But that's actually not what happens here, which I find super fascinating. So I'm going to start with a construction that we've already seen, which is the expression of saying to have. So in Polish, for example, you use to have and then just a number and year. And so, for example, you might ask somebody like, Ile ma pan lat? Like, how many, how, like how many years does or do you have? Does the sir have? It's, it's Polish formality. And then you would, you know, just respond with like, mam, a number, and then lat or lata. Um, and so that's not weird. Serbian also uses this construction, as well as all of the forms of sort of like BCSM, Bosnian, Croatian, Serbian, Montenegrin. They all use the verb to have. They use imati. Um, and then this is what I find interesting. So does Macedonian. Which, you know, okay, maybe we say that's not weird. Ma- Macedonian, South Slavic, it's spoken near, you know, like I mean, it's part of the Balkans. It makes sense. But Bulgarian uses a different construction, which I'll get to in a second. So I find it, it I don't know, I just find it interesting that that, that Bulgaria and Macedonia are not on the same page here. Now, a, a different construction that we haven't seen yet, and we will see later as well because it comes up again in other languages, is the construction that we see with Russian. So for those of you who have studied Russian, you know that we use the dative pronoun plus the number plus the year. And so you would say like, like, I, like to me there is, and then however many... Um, years old you are, and then the proper word for year, which is annoying, could be god, god, or lid. And that has to do with other things in Russian. 
Now, this is different because we're using the dative pronoun plus a number and then like sort of an invisible verb to be, although in Czech we use the visible verb to be, we would use yeah here, um, but in Russian and Ukrainian, both of them use this construction. We don't have a present tense of the verb to be. Ukrainian kind of does, but it's not as consistently used. However, I, I do feel the need to point out that this is also just the to have construction in Russian and in Ukrainian. Um, Ukrainian does theoretically have a present tense of the verb to have. The issue with Ukrainian is that a lot of the um, speakers in Eastern Ukraine speak a dialect of Ukrainian that's much more similar to Russian, whether it's more Russified or however you want to look at it, um, that's up to you. And speakers in Western Ukraine speak a dialect that's closer to Polish. And so um, the use of the of the present tense of the verb to be, um, the use of a verb of to have, um, these kind of depend on one's dialect. Czech, however, consistently has the present tense of the verb to be, and I believe it consistently has a verb to have. So it is interesting that they would still use the dative case here. And then, as I mentioned before, the kind of weirdo of the Slavic family, as it always is, and this is why I love it so much, is Bulgarian. Um, Bulgarian uses a prepositional phrase. So in Bulgarian, you would say like, I am, and then we use the word na, which means in or at, and then the number, and then the word godina, which means year. And so it's interesting that it's like, you're literally saying I am in 29 years or in like, I think the implication is like, I'm in my 29th year, which isn't a weird thing to say, but it's interesting that I don't think or I didn't notice any other Slavic languages doing this. So it is kind of fascinating that Bulgarian is sort of on its own here. Um, now, keeping in line with this sort of what I think of as the typical Slavic age construction because of Russian is using the dative, I want to look at a couple of other spots where we use the dative, which is um, in Dravidian languages. So, in Dravidian languages, and my only two examples here are Malayalam and Telugu, I, I, I got a Tamil example, but I just, I have, I have too many examples here as it is. But they're all pretty much doing the same construction, is you put the dative of the person, so like, uh, for example, in Malayalam, you say Enika, to me, and then you use a number, and then you use the word Vayas, which is just age it's a it's a loan for a loan word from sanskrit i believe and then you use so when i looked it up it said you you it says that you use unda um which is the present tense of the verb to be in terms of existence and it's used for possession kind of constructions and other sort of indirect constructions using the dative i've heard from malayalis that and i believe this is just colloquial that they that some people will, will use ana but I believe the, that the formal construction is to use unda. And then Tulugu does a similar construction using vayas. But again, what we're looking at is we're not just looking at, oh, we're using the dative, but it's also the fact that this construction using the dative marks the verb to have because these languages don't have the verb to have. And so this is their construction to express that. And I don't know where we sit on that. Like, do we do we claim like, okay, this is a form of the verb to be, even though it's not an actual verbal form, or is it its own construction altogether? I don't know the answer. I don't, I don't, I don't have the answer here. I'm just putting this all out here. So that is, so, so far we have to have, we have um, years old, we have a, sort of the dative, 
and we have like adjectivals, uh, like adjectives, like aged, um, and we have this one expression of using in. So now I just want to go through a couple of other things. I'll do some of these in groups because they tend to be similar by language family. So in Semitic, well, these aren't as fit as similar. So Arabic is part of the reason I got into this. So in Arabic, I was taught that in proper sort of modern standard Arabic, and people still use this in dialect, that all you have to say is the word Umar. Umar means age, or it also literally means one's soul. But so you would just say like, Umri, whatever, my age is this. And so you're speaking directly to the concept of age. My age is a thing, as opposed to I have this age. And then I noticed at first, I just thought it was students who didn't understand that construction, and so they just were stealing, like, the French and the Spanish I have, and they started saying, like, Andy. And then I noticed, like, professors telling them that that's okay as well. And I think this is an influence of Spanish, or mostly French, on to certain dialects of Arabic due to uh, sort of a history of colonialism and stuff, that we've gone from saying Umbri is the proper construction. So, for example, for me, I would say Umri Tiswashirin Sena, my age is 29 years. And now people are saying Andi Tiswashirin Sena, I have 29 years. And it's interesting because that expression using Ind has gone into Maltese. Um, and so in Maltese, they'll still use this, uh, this expression as well. I'm going to skip Hebrew for a second because so Amharic also does this. Um, I could read these examples out loud. I'm going to just give a shout out here to Adam for, for sending me these examples because my Amharic is useless pretty much. So I have Amate and Dimieye um, and then just the verb Noi. And so you would put the number and then one of these words and then Noi. And pretty much what you're saying is my age is this number or literally like 29 my age is or 29 is my age. And so this is using a very similar construction to Arabic is that we're focusing on the age itself and saying my age equals a certain amount as opposed to talking about one's own possession or holding one's age. Now, something that I find interesting is the Hebrew expression. The Hebrew expression uses a construct that you use the word ben or bat, meaning a son or a daughter or a boy or a girl, in a construction with the age. So for example, you could say like, Ben Shloshim is a 30-year-old man or just 30 years old as an adjective almost. Which one, I just find super cool. Like, it's kind of a fun thing to say. But then, you know, now we're looking at, is this also, like, could this fall under the interesting adjectival constructions like Darekan in Armenian or using uh, Vyech in Albanian or what was the other one that I mentioned? Um, or using like the Persian suffixes like sala or sali in Kurdish or kalan in Pashto. I, you know, it's a different construction, but ideologically it's similar that we're building sort of these adjectives. And I do say that because it is kind of like an adjective. Like you can say like, ani shloshim, I am 30 years old. But you could also say like, I, actually, I don't know if you could say this. Please, Hebrew speakers, let me know. Could you say like, Hageve ha ben shloshim, or Hageve ben shloshim, blah, 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 meaning like the 30-year-old man as an adjective? I think you could. I feel like I've heard it this way. Um, but I do want verification from somebody. Hi, editing Aaron here. I did go back and check the internet for this. And you could feasibly say, 
you know, Hagever Ben Shloshim Halach Nuniversita or something. Like the 30 year old man went to the university. And so this construction can just be used as an adjective. So again, we're just sort of like building new constructions that are acting as adjectives. And it's, I don't know, I think it's cool. Oh, also, back to datives for a second because I forgot my thing. In Persian, so I talked about the adjectival form that's used in Tajik and that you can maybe parse the Iranian Persian form as this being sola. And then saying sol, just saying like something sola, like bistuno sola, like 29 years old. And you can do this in Iranian Persian as an adjective. If you're describing like this is a 29 year old woman, you would say that. But when you say like I am 29 years old, I would say like man bistuno sola. Now I used to parse this as sola plus the present tense of the verb to be am as a, as a suffix. And maybe that's what it is. However, something that's super fascinating about Persian in general is there are set constructions in Persian where the personal suffixes that are usually used as possessives are actually indirect object markers. They're actually they're actually remnant dative markers. And we see this in, in classical Persian poetry where they would put these suffixes at the end of words. And I remember watching classmates going like, is that possession? Like he's saying... Like, I don't know, like, Ashekham or something, like, you know, I'm in love or, 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 or like, Mashukham, like, like, my lover or something. But no, it was that that M is just, because of the nature of poetry, they're using this monosyllabic suffix, this enclitic, to, to save space instead of having to say, like, man, like, to say, like, for me or to me or something. And, and we see this in a lot of expressions. So, for example, in modern Iranian Persian, you can say, like, Sardame. Sard meaning cold, am at me, it, it is. So sardame is like, like I'm cold, but literally what you're saying is it's cold to me. And so I think some people now parse this, like man bistuno salam, as salam meaning there are 29 years at me. This am suffix is a remnant dative marker, which is super cool. I still like to think of it as similar to the Tajik form that this is sala plus am, but I wrote it once and my professor corrected me. But I also don't think that you can say like salame, I, like which is what you would expect is that you would say like like you would say something like bisuno salam hast or something like there are twenty nine years to me, which you don't say as far as I'm aware. Again, native speakers by all means correct me, but I don't hear that, so I don't think that's said. Okay, back on track. Sorry about that. I saw it in my notes and I was like, oh, oh, I have to bring it up. So we did Semitic. Let's look at Turkic. Turkic languages sort of divide into two directions. There are some of them, I don't even say some of them because most of them allow for both forms. That you can use the word yash, and most of them have a form of the word yash. Uh, yash, yash, jas, jash. They all have some form of the word yash, but yash is the Turkish form. And you can either say like Yashim, my age, is a number, but you can more commonly, at least in Turkish, you would say like Yashinda in the age of, and then add like a, you know, a verb to be after that. So I could say Ben Yermi Dokuz Yashindayim. I'm 29 years old. I am in my 29 years. But it just sort of depends. All of the Turkic languages, as far as I'm aware, allow for this construction. I couldn't find a good explanation of the Uyghur construction, so I'm leaving that out here. But it looks like they all allow for both constructions, but some pick more, some pick one more than the other. So, for example, in Turkish, you'll hear like yashin da more often than you'll just hear like yashim. But 
as far as I'm aware, like in Azerbaijani, you'll hear Yashim more than you would hear uh, Yashim Dayam. And like I saw both of them in Turkmen. In Kazakh, in Kyrgyz, I saw mostly Jasta. So, and you know, and like Jastayim, Jastayam. I forgot what the suffix is. So, so we're still using that in construction there with the postposition ta or the, or the case da. So that's kind of interesting that they allow for both. Okay. My last one here before I do kind of something that's completely different is Hindi Urdu and then Greek. I can parse the Greek one. It makes sense. The Hindi Urdu one, I think, I think I know what's going on, but I'm not hundred percent sure. So I'm going to need somebody to explain it to me. So in Greek, we use the word, I shouldn't say we, I'm not really a speaker of Greek. In Greek, they use the word chronon. Um, and chronon is actually the genitive plural of the word chronos, meaning time. And so you would just, you know, like, ime, whatever, chronon. I am, you know, number. And then in time of time, timing, whatever. I don't know how you want to define this in English. It's, it literally means of times. But it's used as sort of this set fossilized form, although it is the genitive plural, to mark age. The reason I, I, I bring this up in the same breath with Hindi Urdu is that, so in Hindi Urdu, when you ask somebody, you know, their age, you ask them, at least in the examples I've seen, both when I studied and when I did more research to refresh this, is you would ask somebody like, Aapki umar kya hai? How, like, literally, your age is what? Like, what is your age? But then in the response, you would say, Ma, and then the number, and then salka for a man, or salki for a woman, and then hum. This ka or ki suffix is the genitive marker. And so it feels very similar that we're using the genitive, but we're also like, we're going back to the state of construction or building adjectival phrases or, or sort of this, what are, not adjectival phrases, a phrasal adjective that salka means aged, I guess. I don't know. This is like, honestly, I'll be 100% honest. I don't uh, uh, like really fully understand what's going on here. If somebody tells me like, this is how you say I'm 29 years old. That's fine. I get that. But as far as what is the logic historically and how do native speakers come to use this expression, I, I don't know how we got here. And I, by all means, like, let me know if you know. But I do find it interesting that we see the genitive marker here. And then in the Greek, we have the genitive of the form chronos. Um, I, I do find that fascinating. The one thing that I wanted to sort of end on is Chinese, Japanese, and Korean. And really what it is, is it's Chinese, and the Chinese word was loaned into Japanese and Korean, and then it, it's just continuing to be used. So the Chinese word sway, historically, has meant a lot of things. It has several meanings if you look it up. Jupiter, year, time, um, several things like several things about time. And part of the word in the traditional character that was made up with also, like part of it was the moon root or something like that. Um, I was reading about it, I got a little bit confused, to be honest. Now, sway is just used as a measure word for age. So when you're talking, you literally just say sway. You don't even need like the verb to be. Um, you just, you know, number sway. Now, I don't know if you can use it as an adjective to say like a number sway the nanheitze or something like, like a something year old boy. Um, that's something I'm going to have to check with my Chinese teacher. Hi, editing Aaron here again. I still haven't checked with my Chinese teacher, but I did Google the internet a little bit, and it does look like you can say something like which would mean something like, you know, a, a 10-year-old boy. But but it's almost like I want to think about this one in my head as a particle. This is just a particle meaning years old. 
And then this word sway is loaned into Japanese as the word sai, and into Korean as the word sei. And then Korean also has its own words. It has sei, it has yonsei, and it has sal. I think sal is more common, sei is a little bit more formal. And then Japanese and Korean just use these with the copula. And so, you know, whatever your number is, sai des, many years old. And then whatever your number is in Korean, sari deyo, like this many years old. Um, so I, I like to think of them just as particles, like here, here's a one syllable that tells me, you know, an age. But yeah, I mean, that's really all I have. Again, if you were expecting some sort of life-changing moment, that was not it. And if it was, I mean, good for you. That's great. I'm, I'm so happy that I could bring you to this moment. And please let me, you know, be your teacher and your guide in the world. <laughs> but... I just find this super fascinating how there's so much variety in this, but then there's also similarities that, you know, even cross-linguistically, we can look at a language that developed, you know, thousands of kilometers away from another language, and they're using similar constructions. And I, and I don't say that to sound like some sort of weird, you know, believer in proto-nostratic. I just find it interesting that maybe there is something in a deeper level in us that when we see age whether that's culturally or linguistically or cultural linguistically together, there are ways that our minds as speakers of our languages approach age and thus that affects the way we talk about it, which I do find interesting. Now in an increasingly globalized world with so much language contact, we're getting more overlap and that's why we see in Arabic, for example, the spread of the expression and in saying to have a certain number of years old. But yeah, so that's really all I have for today. Um, I do quickly want to take a moment to thank everybody who contributed to this by answering questions uh, like Adam gave me help with Amharic and Emma helped me a little bit with um, the Malayalam. I'm sure there are other people, but those were the ones I was thinking of off the top my head so thank you to you guys thank you as always for listening if you want to correct me about something i've said in here or you want to explain something because you're a speaker of one of these languages please by all means message me on social media i'm polyglot aaron everywhere or email me polyglot aaron at gmail.com some of you who know me and you speak these languages i will be reaching out to you because now i want to know more and yeah please stay tuned uh, for more episodes coming your way about languages, linguistics, and everything in between.